Good evening, friends and family, and I want to thank you for coming to another night with Behind Black Business. Um, all of our guests are special to me, and uh, we have a very special guest, another gem in our community, uh, Reggie Owens. Uh, he's a young man, and we're going to talk about Reggie and his tech company tonight. So before we get started, um, I want to, again, thank you for coming. As you know, we feature Black businesses on this podcast. That's what the reason is that we actually really started this, is because we want you to meet our Black businesses here in the Chicago area. And uh, we're a grassroots organization, Repair, Restore, and Grow Black Communities, and we put this podcast together behind Black businesses because we wanted to stop talking about our problems and starting to do something about it. And so that's why we started this organization. We have so many problems in our communities. Uh, there are so many issues and there are so many wonderful people out here that are working in different areas to help our communities and in, in the health industry and in the education uh, field. Uh, there are people that are concerned about the cleanliness of our, of our communities. And, and, and we have different leaders that are doing a lot of work in our communities. Here at Repair, Restore and Grow Black Communities, we are focused on our businesses because we feel our businesses can help us circulate those dollars. And that's how a community is going to sustain itself. The dollars have to stay in the community. And through the businesses, there our Black businesses are more likely to hire Black people. I've gone in many businesses and seen a number of Black people working. And you're not going to see that with other people who have businesses in our communities. Their people are working. Those dollars that they earn are going to towards hiring other Black people to provide services for them, the, the necessary services that they need, whether it's an accountant or an attorney or a contractor to come in and do work or maintenance and cleaning and all types of services. They're more likely to gravitate towards hiring Black people. Their Black business owners are more likely to hire other black entrepreneurs. And those entrepreneurs uh, will have an opportunity to put their products in their business. They serve as role models. They have friends and family members that they have to help. And so that's why it's important that we support our black businesses. And I really came to realize that we have over 130,000 Black businesses in Illinois. And I think a lot of people, because uh, we are often creatures of habit and used to going to a certain store and going to it a certain way, we do not realize the number of Black-owned businesses that we have in our community. And, and my experience in, in, in going into a Black community is 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 just so pleasant and and family oriented. When I once I start going into a black business, it's just not a business. It's a it's a family. It's a friendship. It's a relationship that that you're building. And so that is why we support our businesses and we raise in dollars to help with our businesses with needs. If they need a, a website, if they need some improvement in the staging, you know, we're raising dollars to help with that. And we also have our public policy division where we are working very hard to try and um, get some support for our bookstores. And matter of fact, the young man, uh, Reggie Owens, uh, this is where I met him in one of our black bookstores, the underground on East 87th street. Um, and we support our black bookstores. We had over 20 plus black bookstores in Chicago and now we only have three. Um, we have the Underground on 87th. We have Frontline in Hyde Park on Harper. They actually have two locations. They also have another location on Cottage Grove. 
and then there's semicolon that is located on the north side. And I believe they have moved to diversity. And uh, and then we always include Afri, um, Afriware that is located in Maywood because Nzinga is so supportive of our communities. And then through the uh, support of our black bookstores, this is going to help us to raise our consciousness, which is why we need to be reading and purchasing because you're going to get books in our black bookstores that you might not find on Amazon. Uh, We feature a black bookstore on our website every month. And so this month, uh, Brother Yoel, who is the proprietor of Underground Books, uh, continues to be our featured bookstore for this month. And we have a book giveaway every month. And Brother Yoel wants everybody to continue to uh, uh, subscribe and possibly win a copy of the book that we gave away for last month, uh, which was the uh, truth about the real Anthony Fauci. And so we are also giving that book a month away this month. And so all you have to do is go to our website at rrgbc.org and become a subscriber and you will be eligible to win that book. So we also support our black banks. We have the Southside Community Federal Credit Union that is featured on our website. They are located at 54th and Wentworth in the mall. Make a deposit, open up an account. This enables them to raise dollars. That's how they create money when we open up accounts. So open up an account at the Southside Community Federal Credit Union. They have been there for over 20 years serving the community and not only providing financial assistance, but also providing financial education. They are always offering free classes in financial literacy to help us to learn how to manage our dollars. So please support the Southside Community Federal Credit Union. So tonight we have our guest of the night and that is Reggie Owens. And Reggie is, as I stated, a young entrepreneur in our community. He has started his own business. And this is a young black man. And so I'm going to give Reggie an opportunity to tell us how he got started in this business, how he was inspired to start his own business. So first of all, Denise, uh, good evening. And thank you for having me on the program. Um, As Denise mentioned before, my name is Reggie Owens. I am the CEO of Reggie's Tech Remedy. And... um, what got me started in Reggie Secret Me was around 2000, um, about 2015, me and a group of friends decided to uh, start our own investment club. Basically, we would put a pile of money together and make um, certain investments that would give us a return into the future. But what I found out is that just because me and a few group of friends decided to do something, didn't mean that everyone was going to keep their word or follow through. What I mean by that was that sometimes life happens, things happen, and it didn't allow them to stay committed. Or there was different levels of commitment through, through each individual. For my, for my, um, for example, myself, I, we had agreed to have $1,500 at the end of a certain period. I had my money. They didn't. And basically, I basically tried to rally them together to uh, come to the investment club, but they were kind of dragging their feet. I got tired of waiting, so I decided to start my own business, Reggie's Tech Remedy, in April 16th of 2015, and has been going strong ever since. Um, since then, I've uh, had plenty of, I've had much success getting many different opportunities where I've had to meet such people, such as I met Maddie Johnson back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I was able to win a, um, I was able to take part in a um, uh, uh, the Linux Foundation, and what that is, is an organization based off the Linux operating system, 
and I was able to, I was able to uh, be invited to the Open Source Summit in Los Angeles, California, in 2017. I was able to get uh, invited to a, get sponsored and go to a TED Talk in 2018. No, this is also 2017 as well. Um, I also did some work with the uh, Women's Business Development Center downtown on Michigan Avenue. And I also um, did some work with the Chicago Innovators uh, Office downtown as well. Now, how did you um, find out about these these different events um, that you uh, got just, involved in, you know? Uh, it just, it just kind of happened. Uh, some of it, I was just kind of Googling opportunities, like the opportunity where I met Matt Johnson I was able, I was selected in a uh, program called the I program, Emerging Young Entrepreneurs, where they uh, picked, selected 16 millennial entrepreneurs throughout the country. And I was one of the people selected. <laughs> and Matt okay. Johnson happened to be at the McCormick Place for a business function because, you know, he owns a lot of business, for business as well. So I had a chance to meet him, walked up to him, shook his hand, and he was just nice as he, as he can be. Um, in terms of other other programs, um, I met through mentors. People suggested certain things, and just actually just kind of just just being on the hunt, looking for that next opportunity. Um, some of it came through uh, mutual relationships I've cultivated over the years, and other ones I've I've uh, found on my own. Okay, well, it seems like you have a, a business orient orientation. You know, in terms of how you are going to move through life now. Now, did you go to to school? Uh, did you go to uh, college or some type of training? You know that uh, you know supported you in starting a business. Or? So, um, I always, I ever since my senior high school, I always um, talked about starting my own business. And um, actually, when, after I graduated, after I graduated high school went through college, I went through a program called A Year Up. And what that was, was a year-long program to help 18 to 24-year-olds get into the corporate workspace. And the first six months was a learning development phase where we actually learned about technology. And the second uh, six months was a internship with a Fortune 500 company. So I did my internship with a company called Marshall McClinton, which is an insurance agency like Geico or AIG. Mm-hmm. And uh, from having that training and passion for technology, I cultivated my skills and turned it into what I always want to do, which was a business. And people always ask, why? Why? What's your why? What's your reason for getting up in the morning? And for me, the number one thing, it was, I had to realize this, it wasn't the money. The number one thing I wanted was freedom. The freedom to do what I wanted, to say okay. what I wanted to dress how I wanted and to conduct okay. myself how I see fit. Um, I, I can't really explain. I can't explain the certain feeling uh, you get from having to get up in the morning and commute to go to a job and have somebody tell you what to do, what to wear, and the feeling of getting up when you want to get up and doing what you need to do to, and something you're passionate about. It. It's, it's, no, it's a feeling like no other. And yes, there's a big level of expectation depending on how you want to do and uh, there's a lot everything is on you you have to be willing to be committed to this if you if the if someone says hey and then you call me back tomorrow at 11 you better be calling them back at that's right you need that's right you have to over over deliver and under promise to to make yourself the standard as much as possible so yeah there's a lot riding on it i'm putting a lot of eggs and I'm, i'm betting on myself but my, I've noticed my happiness level increase from the mm-hmm. time I was working a job, making you know fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, to me making my own money working for myself. It's a feeling like no other. That and was actually can, going to be my my next question, and you just led it led you know rolled right in, in into responding to that because I was going to ask you what was your philosophy. Uh, it's, about it's working been, on a, on a job versus working for yourself, and you, you, uh, you just, so yeah, you just I, you I, just I, laid it right out. Well, I've, I've unfortunately I've uh, worked in corp, corporate America, and yes, mm-hmm. the money can be nice, the benefits are nice, and having that stability. But now these days, it's not it's not really stable because you never know. Mm-hmm. Even before COVID, it would for me it was always a, a, a balance and that with stability, but um. I've had my encounters with certain bosses 
will just let, let you go to dime of the hat and mm-hmm. they can care less if you had the mortgage to pay, bills to pay, rent to pay, food. They, they can care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. No one cares. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and telling you how to dress, how to conduct yourself. And not that I was, you know, unprofessional or anything like that. I, I was cordial. I was professional. But, for example, if I would come into the office, I know what my task, I, I know what my task is for that day or what I need to do. I like I, I want to be, I'm some people, I'm a type of person who just wanna be left alone. I'm gonna put my headphones on, listen to my music and do my job. And job. a lot of times the corporate environment does doesn't really allow for that. They want you to engage and crack jokes and sure. they want they want they want you to talk and and I'm I'm just I wanna be left alone because nine times out of ten, you know, it's not that you know, you can't have a good relationship with people you work with, with your coworkers, but at the end of the day, these people are not my friends. We coworkers. We get along mm-hmm. for the purpose of working together to do the job so we can get paid. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's that simple. Right. But, you know, it was just one time I, I, I you can never, it, it's, it's not really too much room to be creative or to be an individual, uh, be an individual, show your sure. individuality. You know, even a lot of places to where there's um, a startup, because I worked at a startup, and that was the best situation in terms of corporate work environment where I got to dress a little bit more casual and kind of be somewhat of myself. But even there, there's still rules and regulations, and you still help with somebody else's bottom line, not working for yourself. So that was that was the other thing. I just I just kind of had enough of the politics. And this is politics everywhere. I got mm-hmm. enough of politics. Had enough of the backstabbing and BS, and I just mm-hmm. I, I feel happy, you know. Um, one That's, thing is, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm listening to you talk, and and you sound like a free man, you know, <laughs> and and you know you know your value, you know, and 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 actually we are the value, you know. Exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, I worked for uh, Chicago Public Schools, and I remember once looking at some uh, paperwork, that? and they had us uh, the the employees down as human capital. Really? You know? Yeah. And and I said, well, my goodness, you know, <laughs> and you you're working and you're giving so much of yourself and and your knowledge and your information. And and it's it's to benefit you know who especially in in, in corporate America, exactly. And so you just listening to you you know you sound like you're free, and yeah. and, and that is very empowering. Well, yeah. I've, I've I've been fired a couple, quite a few times at different points in my life, in my twenties, okay. and it it sucks, especially mm-hmm. when that is your only stream of income, and now you got to figure out I got to go back out here start applying, do interviews, basically kind of prove myself to the company that they should hire me instead of saying, mm-hmm. you know what, let me hire myself and let me hire people in my community. As you know, we are always the last to hire, first to fire. And I used to think, okay, maybe that's just kind of a gross misrepresentation mis- rep- of corporate America, but I've experienced it personally. We are the last to hire and the first to fire. That, that is, yes, it's true. That's what's that. my experience. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah. So start. Me. Hey, starting your own business. That is that is that is the way to go. That's the way yeah. to go. And I think one benefit of um, COVID has given a lot of people an opportunity to be at home yeah. and uh, you know work from home. Yeah. Uh, or not work at all. And I think yeah. it's causing people to rethink their value you know, and how they want to spend the rest of their lives. Right. Well, COVID, it was a blessing and a curse. It was a blessing if you if you took advantage of it. Um, I can say for me personally, right before COVID, I was working for a company called uh, CNA Insurance downtown um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the tech department. And I was making good money. I had enough to have my bills paid. I had some money to spend over. I was cool. But COVID came and, you know, they kind of shook everything up. But during that time, I, w- I realized all my time commuting and going downtown and then coming back home, I had a lot more. Uh, uh, the time off had me a lot, gave me time to fish a lot of home-based projects to get things organized within my space to make it more comfortable for me and just kind of figure out, you know, what I want to do. It gave me a lot of time to kind of reflect, meditate on some of the things that I want to do. And one of my mentors, she always tell me, you know, 
You've you been telling me about this business, start the business. And I, I will admit to you, before you make that plunge, there is a certain level of fear. Certain mm-hmm. level of fear. Not necessarily fear of my abilities, but just fear in the sense that, okay, this is such a big change for me. Can I can I do this? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? Would it be profitable enough for me to maintain all of my expenses and um, increase my profit, increase, increase my, my profits? Okay. And um, I was I say this much that I, I working a job, or working even having a career. There's a certain level of, of restriction and handcuffs that you, that you don't even realize. Even if you're making big money, yes, mm-hmm. you're making big money. Even you can you can be making six figures, but how much have you sacrificed? You know, you hear okay. about so many people say, you know, I worked the job, you know, ten, twenty. Uh, 20 years and so mm-hmm. much of my life has passed me by. Yes, I got my 401k or yes, I have my retirement, this, that, and third. But now you got to wait till you're 65 to actually enjoy that stuff. No, okay. I want to be, you know, in my 40s or even okay. early 50s enjoying my stuff, giving me some extra time. That's why I'm, oh. I'm putting the work now. And okay. um, uh, yeah, I, 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 there's a certain level of happiness. But I did want to go into what Reggie's Tech Remedy is. Oh, yeah, we're going to we are definitely going to uh, get to that for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I did want to ask you, um, I know with your school, because you have started a school, right? Well, I'm I'm, well, I haven't started a school per se, but I'm actually teaching cyber defense classes to senior citizens and any business professional, particularly senior citizens. But I found out when working with my grandma and working with some uh, other customers, most of my customers tend to be senior citizens, whether they have an, an you know, catching a virus in the machine, whether they've clicked on a bad link and now um, they they come a, a victim of identity fraud or anything of that nature, that they are the most in need for my class to learn how to protect themselves while they're online. I actually was speaking to a uh, senior citizen home yesterday. And I talked talk, to the lady what I was looking to do. She loved it. And I, I'm finding out that there's such a huge need with the internet, with technology and everything moving so fast. People can get caught up and people who can become victims uh, of identity fraud, get uh, a ransomware where they get their uh, information stolen and, and actually hold up for ransom. Or just, just become more confident while using the computer because everybody's not uh, as tech savvy as, as I am. Well, I was or, say or someone else. Yeah, a lot of people. So even yeah, my mom, you know, my mom, yeah, she could she could do basic things on the computer, but she'll ask me, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, and I, you know, sure. But um, there's a need there, and I'm looking to fill that need. Okay, because I know there are a lot of people, um, you know, in, in my generation, and, and you know, that I'm, I'm some people, I'm surprised, you know, they have a business, even have a business, and and they don't know hardly anything about the computer and yeah. they actually tend to shy away from it. You know, mm-hmm. what, it, what is, what is that fear? Uh, I guess I can call it a fear, but what is it that's blocking, you know, so many people, you know, in the certain, in the older generations, I would say from actually dealing with the computers. Uh, well, a lot of them feel this too complicated. They Sometimes people feel that it's complicated and they won't be able to understand how everything works. A lot of them are kind of unfortunately stuck in their ways and don't, as they say, an old dog doesn't want to learn a new trick. Mm-hmm. So they tend not to, they kind of stay away from it. I don't know. Anything. We didn't grow up with the computer. I don't, I didn't learn, uh, I didn't grow up with no computer. So I'm just going to kind of stick away from it. And uh, they just tend to, tend to be set in their ways. But you have some older individuals that have embraced. The today's age and the, the growth, the um, everlasting growth of technology, and say, you know what, this is where life is. If mm-hmm. I want to be more efficient, to be able to communicate with some of my family members, especially ones that's out of town, you know, grandchildren, children, things of that nature, I need to learn the computer. You know, mm-hmm. even smartphones. You know, mm-hmm. my mom, she she has an iPhone, and for the most part, she can do some things. She can uh, text and, and talk and things of that nature, and. Um, you know, but uh, she, uh, you know, it, it takes work. You got to be, it's, it's learning. You learn a new skill. Anything that you want to do, you have to put the work in. You know, mm-hmm. even for my, even 
for my uh even myself for example if i want to become a better uh, cook i have to be sitting in the kitchen cooking it's not right. going to just happen out of osmosis you have to be putting in the work right right absolutely well i know we have a lot of people um out here that uh you know they're on their jobs now and their jobs are requiring them to know more about computers so i mean you have a a, a population of people that you're working with so who 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 is that group of people that you're basically focusing on or are able to help right now so for for the most part i've uh work with a lot of senior citizens, a lot of people that's retired or who have uh, uh, stepped out of the workforce who have a computer at home and they say, well, you know, I clicked on this link and I thought it was uh, for, um, to, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a legitimate link and now somebody is, is inside of my computer or I thought it was talking about my bank account and now it's an ad and I don't know the difference and, and now I got a virus. So, um, I, I do have uh, business professionals who do come with all the uh, gener- late generation X's and some boomers who uh, our business professionals say, hey, I need to learn this program for my job or I need to get uh, get this to, to help me continue to work. You, even administrative assistants, they, there has to be a certain level of computer skills to schedule certain things in Outlook, to send emails. And just, just you, it, I mean, it, it's, it's really no job in corporate where you're not using the computer on mm-hmm. a, a, a constant or daily basis. So I know there's different areas of working with I'm sorry, can you, can you hold on one second? Can you hold on one second? Okay. Okay, so this is our guest, uh, Reggie Owens. Um, for tonight, and he is talking to us about something very important, and that's computers. Uh, computers are, are are taking over. You know, it's, it, they've become very sophisticated, and they're in every part of our lives. And so, for this reason, it's it's very it's a very important skill to have. Uh, and and a lot of people have computers, and if you have a cell phone, you have a computer, um, and so it's 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 a, it's become a part of our life. And I just think a lot of uh, people have had to get used to this. And so, like in the black community, um, how do you feel that um, Reggie that computers can be of a benefit? In the um, black community. So, as, as I mentioned before, computers, whether it's a, a smartphone or laptop, um, even your TV at this point, if you have a smart TV or a HD TV, it's, it's a form of computer. It runs on Wi-Fi. You have the different apps, whether it's Netflix or Hulu. We use it in our daily lives. There's there's no there's there's really no way around it where you can't function in the society without using having some form of technology. Um, but in terms of the black community, it's, it can be used many different ways. Communication. We, I mean, it's, it's the number one way we communicate on our smartphones, whether we make it a phone call, text, and email. It's, it's, it's big. It's huge. Um, mm-hmm. Whether we share information or just checking in on family members, friends, things of that nature. Um, it's used in business. You know, we, we're using technology right now. Well, we're in two different locations, but we're able to communicate with each other, not Absolutely. just on a, lo- on a local level, but nationally and internationally. You know, if mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody, you know, on the continent, whether it's Nigeria, Ghana, you know, Kenya, somewhere like that, you're going to mm-hmm. have to use technology in order to communicate with them. You can't write You're not going to write them a letter. It'd be dangerous right. for them to get it. Well, you so, could write a letter, but well, this, is, could, definitely, but, this mean, is definitely gonna, much more efficient. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, so bringing us is a way of bringing us together. Correct. And, correct. And, and, and which is what we have to do It's the collective right. mind. And then it enables us to come together collectively because we're able right. to communicate, as you right, say. Right. Correct. Correct. All right. And it just, so. it just even just even sharing information is, is important. You know, you can mm-hmm. go on YouTube, see a, see a link to a video you like. And send it to multiple people, and now they have access to that specific video. So it's it makes life a lot more efficient. 
But the, the only downside is that sometimes we get we tend to get a little bit too caught up in our technology and our phones. Where sometimes, if you're on the public transportation or even waiting at the store or in line, people tend to be on their phones all the time. So there's a certain it's, it's a balance. You have to learn to use technology, but you still should look at look talk to people as well face to face. There's something interpersonal about those those face to face conversations. Well, you know, now that's something interesting that you have brought up because um, the work that I have done, you know, throughout mm-hmm. my life and my career has been a, mm-hmm. a speech pathologist. And one of the areas that we work in is pragmatics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pragmatics is, is the, the, those are your social language skills, you know, your right. communicative intents how you come to talk to someone and what are you communicating with someone about it? You know, you're making requests, you're, 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 you're asking questions, you're expressing your feelings. It's, it's just so many different areas. And, and I see people spending more time on the computer and less time actually communicating with each other. Right, and, right. and also with the, with the computer, um, it's different when I'm I'm sending you text messages or I'm sending you emails about something versus speaking to you face to face. Yes, there's that there's that human factor. Right, there's that human factor that's there that you know I can I can text you and then I can go on, but if mm-hmm. I have to stand there and talk to you about something. Now I've got to deal with your thoughts and your feelings, your, your uh, uh, emotions, you know, how you're looking to me, how you're mm-hmm. looking at me, you know, and I have to be able to deal with that in mm-hmm. the moment. So that's kind of a downside that I see. Yeah. Too. And when you mention people being on the phone all the time, yeah. Yeah. It can make uh, meeting people not, well, it it depends on the person, but for the most part, most people, it can make it can sometimes make people unapproachable. If you walk down the street, you see somebody, you might have want to have an interesting conversation with them. If they get the headphones in, they're always on their phone. You like, well, is this a good time to approach this person? And it can it can make I'm not gonna say intimidating, but it can make things more difficult. Definitely make sure. it more difficult. Yeah, sure. Because I've gone in restaurants, uh, seen people sitting down to come together for dinner, and everybody's on their phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, texting or somewhere else as as opposed to actually interacting with those people. So I think yeah. that's something we have to, like you say, we have to keep those things in mind and we have to create a balance. But right. I wanted to talk about um, this whole area of computers and technology. And I know I was uh, looking up some information um, and you have your productivity software you have operating systems, presentation software, digital marketing, computer programming, mm-hmm. uh, uh, graphic design, communication tools, database management, and, and accounting software. I, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to hit each one of those a little bit and okay. you know, have you to talk about that. And you know, the first one that I mentioned was the uh, productivity software. And so that's the skill, you know, can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? So when you think about productivity software, you can look at something like uh, Microsoft Excel, where you can create uh, spreadsheets or Excel spreadsheets to uh, increase your productivity. If you're doing, um, it can be anything. The, uh, Microsoft Excel has uh, different templates you can use to create spreadsheets. If you want to create like a, um, profit loss statement mm-hmm. or if you want to um, create anything for you can use it for accounting as, as well you don't have okay. to use a specific a specific software use it use it for that um, you could use it to kind of track call logs if, if you want if making a certain number of calls if you do sales mm-hmm. for example you can use that to say okay this person was called on this date this was a telephone number I made these calls and they also have a function called um, you could put certain functions in like auto sum, sum for example, which basically tally, tallies up all of the different, uh, they call them sales. So it's different points within the spreadsheet. Instead of you uh, um, adding up all the different numbers at once, you can basically highlight all the different sales with, with numbers in them. And basically um, 
um, Excel will add up all the numbers for you. So it's basically mm-hmm. kind of, it does a little bit of calculation as well. Sure, sure. So this would be good for somebody that has a business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've, I've yeah used so it. You could actually uh, consult people that uh, have a business to help them, you know, keep track of everything that is going on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what about the uh, operating systems? So um, there's uh, three major operating systems. There's Windows, uh, Microsoft Windows, which we're using right now, which they just released uh, Windows 11, which I have not used yet because I'm still using 10. Um, mm-hmm. 10 when they when, when companies t- tend to uh, release operating systems, it takes a while for them to get security updates, bugs. It, it crashes a lot of times. So I tend to wait to certain updates are released before it's stable and running funk, uh, funk. It's, it's functional. There's a Mac, Mac OS. I think the new one, El, El Capitan, is, is the new one. I'm, I'm I'm not a Mac guy, but Mac is good for if you do music, music programs, um, gra- um, animation, if you do um, uh, Photoshop, things, videos, things of that nature. It's good. It's very kind of creative and fluid. Uh, operating system for that's what it's best used for. Windows is more for like uh, Word documents, uh, okay. spreadsheets. It's it's kind of it's it's more the business class, and um, Mac is is tend to be towards the creative. And then there's Linux. They had m- many different versions of Linux: Linux Red, uh, Fedora Red Hat, Linux Ubuntu, CentOS, uh, uh, the Linux the, the bear they got many and Linux is for like programmers people who want to create mm-hmm. apps websites it gives you a lot more control over what you create or what or what you're programming as opposed to a Windows for example if you want to download a program within uh, on Windows you would just click a button and it would basically uh, install it for you on Linux mm-hmm. it's not like that you actually actually you actually have to Go and find the file, download the file, and basically put a whole lot of um, basically set set the file up yourself where it's stable, it's secure. It's 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 okay. kind of a long process, but you basically have yeah. to go inside the command prompt, which is a black screen, type in a lot of code to make sure everything is set up correctly. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult, but it also gives you a chance to learn. Okay, so like with those, you you mentioned Windows 11. When somebody's purchasing a computer and they say, okay, we have a Windows 11 or we've got Windows 10. And, mm-hmm. and so what's what's actually changing, uh, you know, when you when you get these computers and they say well, that they have these updated programs, um, what's what is the so, main what is the main change or difference? So it's, it's really just kind of the, the layout. Most computers now. Uh, uh, have their own webcam. Most computers, uh, the new computers have their own webcam for people who want to do, uh, uh, take pictures, videos, you know, video conferences. In the past, before, you would have your comp- your laptop and you would have to purchase the webcam separately in order to, to have like a web conference. But now it automatically comes. Automatically a lot of the, a lot of the screen, huh? Yeah, so so they're adding more. Yeah, they're, uh, add, they're adding more adding functionality more and more features. Um, a lot of the computers, the, uh, the newer computers, high level uh, touchscreen, just like your phone. Mm-hmm. So you okay. have a you have a um, um, the option to actually touch the physical screen or just use the keyboard that that, that is provided with. Um, they're faster. They're, they're much faster. So okay. if you had an older computer from a decade ago. It's it's ten twelve times faster. The the current machines are ten times twelve faster now than they would be in the past. So things are slowly getting faster and faster. Okay. So it, 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 I would say that's kind of a double edged sword in the sense that yes, things don't take as long to load and we can get things instantly, but it it can also make us impatient as well. Okay. Okay. So now, what is digital marketing? So with digital marketing, that's basically um, how you promote whatever you're trying to do 
uh, online. A lot, of, a lot of people use social media. Instagram is real big for digital marketing. Say you're a chef, okay. or you, or you, uh, you know, you're a chef, and you uh, make several diff- different dishes, or you bake cakes. Instead of you putting it, you could put it in the, in the ad. You could put a picture of it in the magazine, or you could put it in a newspaper or something like that of the different cakes or billboard, and that's effective. But the best way to digitally promote yourself is to put it on Instagram where millions of people can scroll down, see your picture if they like it. You have a link to your website. They can go there and place an order. Facebook has also been used to uh, digitally market market yourself. Uh, YouTube. YouTube is good. Where If you create a big following on YouTube, you can use it to promote things. I've seen people promote uh, different shoes, different different, different products. Um, you even have people who how YouTube content creators who create different videos and you have people that gain a following based off just reacting to someone else's content. It's, it's like the most simplest mm-hmm. thing in the world, but it's fun because it's, it's a human, it's, it's a human reaction. It's, it's live. It's, okay. it's genuine. Um, so just so social media would be, would be that form of digital marketing. Okay. Okay. And then there's the graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, so how so, does that how does that work? So, gra- so Photoshop is a graphic design uh, program. What I mentioned earlier, Photoshop is used on uh, mainly Mac computers. They do have it for Windows, but it's it's really for Mac, where you can basically have a picture. If you want to change the quality of the picture, the background, the focus of that picture, and just overall how the picture look, you will use Photoshop. They they even have a certain um, Photoshop is also good for like uh, videos as well video editing editing software would kind of fall in that the uh, graphic design and also if you do animation music um there's several different softwares for that actually there's a program i use on my machine called um uh, give me a second because i actually do not remember the name it's actually called open shot video edit and basically okay. that would come with a it's basically just the program you use to edit vid- edit videos, and that will fall under that uh, graphic design um, uh, area as well. Okay, Ed- editing videos that 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 takes some skill. Uh, so <laughs> I have the most respect for video editors because I've edited <laughs> videos myself. It's, it's it you have to have patience, and it can be frustrating okay. if the software okay. is running slow. Or if you want to remove just a, a tiny, tiny half a millisecond of audio or video, you have you have to be on point. And sometimes mm-hmm. things can go haywire. But when you got it, it's nice. It's nice. So mm-hmm. I have if you're a video editor, much respect to you because I know your job. You have to be on you have to be patient for that. It, it could be a pain. Wow. And then it's, there's it's, the um communication tools. Mm-hmm. So That's one of scale. Yeah. So uh Zoom is the most popular um um video communication uh software right now. Everyone uses Zoom, everyone has it on their phone mm-hmm. or their laptop. That's how most people were able to uh c- communicate during the pandemic. You know, no one could go to school and people were at home working from home, people were doing online school and Zoom was the preferred software. I've used, I use Zoom. Right. And Zoom Zoom is great. Zoom is great. It's it's okay. the most reliable right now, but there's other ones as well. Google Meet. I think Google Google had one too. They still have it. It's called it's called Google Meet. Yep. Google, Google Meets, Google Meets mm-hmm. uh, is, is one they use. Uh, there, there's a, there's a few others right now. I, I, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah. But in terms of the communications, uh, um, Google, Zoom and, and and Google Meets is good. But there's also other ones. Uh, I have on my phone Google Voice, which gives you a, a separate uh, telephone number. As, as, okay. you know, so there's your regular telephone number on your phone, and then there's Google Voice, which is, it ties back to your cell phone, but mm-hmm. it's a different telephone number. So there's two separate lines mm-hmm. on on the phone at the same time. I've used Google Google Voice. Uh, it's okay, it, you know. It just no, no technology is perfect. It has its hiccups every now and then, but for the most part, it's it's pretty reliable. So for the people that you are working with, which one of these areas are are you having to, you know, spend most of your uh so due to, due to the pandemic, a lot of seniors um tend some 
we do one-on-one classes, but a lot would prefer to do work online. And I've used Zoom quite a bit. And getting them set up is probably the most difficult uh, part of it. And just the, the first initial meeting, if they don't have previous experience or work with Zoom in the past, basically explaining them what they need in order to set Zoom up can be can be hard. But once we get going, everything is smooth selling. But just that initial process, because it's 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 a uh, yeah, it's it's new, it's different, mm-hmm. it's change. Mm-hmm. And as humans, you know, sometimes we don't always adapt to change. Okay, gracefully. So now you're working with uh, seniors. Mm-hmm. So like I'm, I'm looking in, interested in the demographics and uh, population. Are you mostly uh, working with with women? Are you finding more women or more um, men or just a so a for the most part? So I, I so I actually did a survey before I started doing it, and I discovered that yes, there were more uh, women open to doing it, but there are some men open to learn or learn about it as well. I mean. Uh, it's it's a great skill for both both genders to have, where they can learn how to protect themselves with online. Because just such just um, just like a man logging on to Make America to check his bank account, he needs to be learn how to protect himself just as a woman would. You know, identity theft doesn't care about your gender. You know, scammers don't care about your gender. They want the information they use against you. So, but yes, for the record, it has been more women than men. So, so when people get into your computer, you're you're able to help people deal deal with that. When somebody, what do they call it, hacking? Um, is yeah, that is that so, hacking? So yeah, it could be you could be hacked. Yeah, it's hacking. And then there's basically a um, it's called ransomware. And what that is is basically when a hacker gets inside your computer, finds some important files on your hard drive, lets you know that he has these important files, and for him to release these files back to you. He wants a he or she wants a certain amount of money, and that can be oh. frustrating. There's been big companies that got hit up for uh, ransomware. It actually was uh, CN, CNA Insurance got hit up for four hundred and fifty million dollars because they oh were uh, a hacker was able to get in and steal some important files. So it can be it can be frustrating, especially if you a big corporation or even a small business. It can ruin them. I mean, how how is a person able to do that? You know, I mean, um, so uh, it, it they tend to look they uh, people tend to go on the dark web and kind of look at a company's um, security, they uh, cybersecurity to see if they have a strong line of defense. They use something called reconnaissance, which is basically they look at the landscape of this of the company of the security cybersecurity for the company and see where the weak points are, and they hit those weak points. A lot of times, uh, people will uh, uh, drop. They might drop a, 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 um, a um, fi- uh, um, file and people's email, and a person may think that, "Hey, okay, this is an attachment. This is legit." They click on it. Now the person has access to one machine, and if the machine is put on the company's network, it can affect mm-hmm. multiple machines. And it's and by the time that. The uh, cyber uh, um, cyber security professional even knows about it. It's already too late, you know. Mm. With a huge company, it it tends to be frustrating because you don't. Sometimes it's hard to pinpoint where the issue started. It could be somebody innocently, innocently clicking on a file that they think is legit, or it could be as simple as you know this person didn't lock lock their machine and it's and, it, uh, and it's um. Oh, it could, I'm sorry. It could be as simple as this person didn't uh, uh, have the machine on the network and it didn't receive the security updates. Now this machine is, you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days behind on updates. And it's a weaker machine because it doesn't have the new security software or antivirus software to protect it. If that, so if that makes sense. So this is, this, is, this is your computer. So when you have your computer, you know how you get these notices to to update your phone or to update your computer, you should not ignore those updates. No, no don't, don't ignore should. them. And also, you should check your, um, if you do have any uh, antivirus uh, software on your machines, run it, run it daily. Run it, run it at least, mm. at least once a week because you never know what it might pick up. Sometimes you can kind of let it lapse based off, you know, what you, what you do. 
but you you need to be you can't you shouldn't wait too long. You need to be running it every now and because you never know what website you click on. Even Facebook, even Facebook, Facebook some has a lot of ads, and sometimes people think it's legit. It tends to, it can be scams, and it can give you a virus, and you don't know how how bad the virus is. It could be some real minor, or it could be some major. Now, 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 define the virus to me. What is what is so the virus? a virus? Is basically just a program that infects that looks to affect your machine. Whether that causes mm-hmm. your machine to run slow, whether it causes certain programs to crash, whether it's designed to uh, um, uh, uh, remove certain inf- um, files, information on your hard drive, like I mentioned before, the ransomware, where basically. It's a program where it, uh, the guy, uh, somebody will actually get us. Oh, it's called remote in, but remote into your machine, get access to your machine, find a, uh, any important files, and notify you of it, and won't release the file until you pay a certain amount of money. But it's basically programs designed to disrupt the the your the flow of your machine from normal okay. using. It can be so, crashing, so, slow. So using using your anti antiviral software, updating your uh you know following and not ignoring the updates. Mm-hmm. And and what about uh you know I'm concerned about giving personal information. I'm always mm-hmm. concerned, you know. And everybody wants you to sign up. You know, they want you to log in. They want your personal information. I'm always concerned about that. So it's um, kind of with, a rule of thumb when it comes to you know giving your information up over the over the internet. Well, well, certain certain things you can do um, if you look at the top, and I don't have it, but ten, a lot of times if you look at the top of the address bar, we type in the website. If you mm-hmm. go to if you go to Facebook.com, if you look in the upper left hand corner, there's usually a lock on the next to the web next to. It's usually a lock table next to Facebook.com. And what mm-hmm. that means is that the website is secure, is that okay. they it, it tends to be a little safer to put your information in. But if you still are concerned about giving away personal information, I would kind of create a uh, a dummy account, a dummy email account. So not your primary email account. You can create a dummy email account. You can call it whatever you want, test email or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I would use that for uh, stuff that's not uh, very, um, you don't want uh, you don't want to provide all your personal information. Now, mm-hmm. if there is a situation where you do have to have a uh, provide personal information, you want to make sure you're in a secure location, maybe at home where you're not. But if you're in a situation like you're at the library, what I suggest you do is get a uh, privacy filler for your machine, and what that is is basically. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a little plastic sh- uh, shield you put on your laptop screen, and what that allows it to do is that people who's basically uh, looking from a diagonal direction they won't be able to see your screen. It comes up as black. So if you look directly at your screen with the privacy filler on, you can see everything. But if someone looks in a diagonal direction, they won't be able to see and pick up any um, um, personal information. Okay. Okay. That is very good information to know <laughs> because that I think that's another reason. Uh, that's another big fear, you know, mm-hmm. that people have that, you know, people that are used to, you know, handling their money, dealing with mm-hmm. cash, you know. Yeah. And, and then now all of a sudden you're using cards and you're putting your information out here. And, and it's, it's scary. You yeah, know? you have to got to be protective. It's, it's good to have a mix of cards and cash because you just never know you just never know but even some places they start not to accept cash and unfortunately as time more time goes on and things come digital particularly with like cryptocurrencies and things of that nature cash is it's going to be phased out okay and that can and that could be good and bad but it it can cause it can cause a security concern now i don't know if how long it is maybe a decade before the cash is totally gone, if not sooner. But uh, you, you gotta, you're gotta you going to have to find ways to, to protect yourself while you're online. And that's one of the benefits of my um, cyber defenses class. Okay. So the cyber defense class, that's the class that you're teaching. Right. Well, you know, you have, well, how, how many students do you, do you have now? So um, 
right now uh we just moved to a new location it's at uh 200 east 75th street and it has a, 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 a spread out computer lab for about maybe seven students right now we're mm-hmm. looking to expand um if there are people in like uh, senior homes or um facilities I, i'm open to coming to the facility as well and teaching them but it's it's, it's about seven people right now um we also uh, do uh, cameras, security cameras as well. If you look, if you have a facility with, for your home or your business, and you're looking to have some cameras set up, mm-hmm. um, we also provide that as well. Okay. And for any for any businesses looking to advertise on at 200 East uh, 75th Street, we're gonna put up a digital signage machine. And basically, what that is is about a 65, 66, five inch TV that has a mm-hmm. rotating slideshow of advertisement. Oh, um, that's great. For businesses. So if you're interested, please contact me. Please let me know. I think that is great. So, like, what is your long-term vision for your your business? So for the long-term vision, (laughs) I want to um, grow it to a point where it could be be replicated in different states where instead of um, everyone coming here to Chicago, to get cybersecurity training, I basically have a model for each state throughout the country so it could grow into a national business and eventually international because I know there's some brothers and sisters on the the continent as they tend, as they look to grow and expand and deal more with technology, they also need that training as well. So I definitely want to uh, go, go to the continent and help those brothers and sisters out as well. Well, I know that can be very rewarding. You know, because they are so, so, so receptive in the motherland. I've had an opportunity to travel to to Africa. I've been to uh, Ghana and Togo, um, Burkina Faso, Kenya, you know, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our, our people there, you know, are, are very warm and, and definitely very receptive to learning and making connections. Right. Here. It's actually kind of funny you mentioned that. I was watching uh, a video about a few months ago, and it was a sister out of uh, South Africa. And she basically said she is begging for brothers and sisters from the diaspora to come and build with the brothers that actually one of my friends is from Nigeria. And he's begging me to come there. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you made the trip. I'm looking to make the trip. And I think the more Black Americans, Black Caribbeans, Afro-Latinos, and things of that nature, we, we have to build with the brothers and sisters and the content because we all we got at the end of the day every other group knows they have that's all they need each other we need that's to do right the same. that's right that's right and through this system we can we can do that and you know reggie i know you're a reader you mm-hmm. know i know you read a lot you know yeah and and how how has has reading helped you so you just—I mean—you're full of a wealth of knowledge here, <laughs> just about this, about the technology. But it's obvious, you know, your conscious level mm-hmm. um, and how you're approaching what you're approaching, your understanding, your maturity. Um, how well, do you feel reading has helped you? It's helped me out quite a bit. Um, one of um, one of my mentors, uh, brother Yoel, Underground Bookstore, mm-hmm. kind of pushed me to read. Um, coming in uh, before I met him, you know, I could read, but I wasn't reading like that. And he was really the, my kind of my inspiration to say, hey, you need to read. And um, it provides you. A, I, I, I discovered I actually enjoyed it. The knowledge I was getting mm-hmm. and the, the books I was reading. You know, when I was in school, you hear about Christopher Columbus and George Washington and all these other people. And even through my history books, you get to the point with civil rights era. And uh, you hear about Martin Luther King. You barely have ever hear about Malcolm X and other brothers who paved the way, like a Marcus Garvey or George Washington. You, you made him, but you didn't hear much about Marcus Garvey. So I, once I discovered the power of reading and learning more about uh, things that we've done in the past as, Af- as African people, it's helped me shape my present and even more importantly, my future. But um, it's, 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 it's helped me out quite a bit. Uh, some of the books I've read was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a great book that helped me out quite a bit. Um, Shahar, Sahara Sahara Ali's Black Man's Guide to Understand a Black Woman. That was a great book that opened my eyes. And the current book I'm reading, 
by uh, Brother Kaba. It's called um, Spirituality Before Religion. And it's basically mm. opening my eyes up to what spirituality is. And mm-hmm. to, in mm-hmm. essence, so far reading the book, because I'm not finished yet, life is spirituality, mother nature, the seasons mm-hmm. that change, uh, uh, birth, death, uh, light, dark, the different weather. All of this is a there's a spiritual experience. And mm-hmm. and what I've discovered was that um how much certain institutions, certain organizations handcuff you if you That's don't right. open up your mind to seek um information elsewhere. That's you right. Know, I never would have learned all the stuff I learned about us African people we've done from civilizing the world to all the many inventions that we created all the way up to right now. I never learned any of this stuff in school. <laughs> never. Never. None, none of it. None of it. None of it. Mm-hmm. I just discovered today, and it's ironic enough, so there's a technology called uh, voiceover IP, and basically what that is is uh, um, instead of a traditional landline with a telephone, it allows you to make uh, uh, it's basically a, t- a technology that allows you to make uh, calls over the internet. Mm-hmm. That was in cre- created by a black woman. Did not know that. I just found that out the last couple of days. So, you know, the mailbox was by a brother. The stoplight, stop, stoplight was by a brother. Uh, Ice cream, open heart surgery. Black people have, um, even hockey. I found out hockey was invented by some brothers in Canada. Uh, I actually went to Toronto, Canada uh, back in 2015. And the first cab company was started by a brother named Thomas Blackburn. So you just, you just never know. You just never know. What, you know, a lot of times you get told that, you know, we 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 only live mounted to a certain a certain expectation. We were only slaves, and we was like, any 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 modern invention was by you the light bulb. It wasn't Thomas Edison. It was the brother Lewis Lattimore who created the light bulb. Thomas Edison just stole it. But that's a different story for another day. Well, you are teaching. You are teaching. I'm sure our audience has learned so much from you tonight. You are a breath of fresh air and, and you are a jewel in our community. I'm happy mm-hmm. that you taking your skill and using it to help, you know, right. cause that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. And then with all the knowledge that you have, cause our people, as they say, perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. But you know who you are, you know where you've come from, and, and it's been empowering to you. And so you right. are a great contribution to our community. So I want right. you to tell us again, because we have run out of time. We've actually gone over time here, but I want you to tell us again the name of your company and how we can get in touch with you. So the name of the company is called Reggie's Tech Remedy, R E G G I uh, I E. T-E-C-H-R-E-M-D-Y. And you can call, give me a call at 872-228-7713. And you can also send me an email at Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E, at Reggie's, R-E-G-G-I-E, S is in Sam, Tech, T-E-C-H, Remedy, R-E-M-D-Y, dot net, N-E-T. And check out my website at Reggie's Tech Remedy, dot net. All right. So if anybody wants to know anything about the computer or you want some cyber defense classes or, or if, you uh, want to get, if you want to be um, if you're looking to get some cameras installed, you can give us a call. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business looking to uh, promote with the digital signage, you can give us a call as well. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you, Reggie, for coming and we want to thank our listeners for tuning in again to Behind Black Business. This is a business here in Chicago. This is a wonderful young man here in Chicago. And we ask that you go to our website at rrgbc.org. This video and all of our podcasts are archived on our website. You can also go to our website. We have an online store and where you can purchase items to support Repair, Restore, and Grow Black Communities. And we also have a donation page where you can donate. And again, to our subscribers, you will become eligible to win the uh, Dr. Fauci book about the real Dr. Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy. Just subscribe to our website. So thank you again for coming, and thank you, Reggie. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you.